as a phoenix rising from the ashes or an owl rising from anthem, Beef Sticks Podcast has returned to a live format. Holy shit. We thought it would never happen. And it might be a terrible idea. But I guess we won't know until we reach the other side. (laughs) Maybe a one-off, maybe forever, maybe whenever we feel like it. That's the good thing about owning your own podcast. Yes, indeed. And of course, when you own your own podcast, you gotta chill out to your friends a little bit, the ones that take care of you. So let's break right into it with Quality's T-Shirt Company of Wilmer, Minnesota. My boy, that dude Saint, will have you hooked up with the freshest custom tees with sublimation, heat transfer vinyl and decals, and just shirts for any occasion. You need to wear a fucking shirt, so wear a shirt. Unless you're Fat Mac. Then don't wear a shirt. But then we'll just tattoo it on you so it looks like you're wearing a shirt i don't know tim i don't know we get well we'll cut the nipples in the armpits out of your shirt that i like that i like that and of course you couldn't go without your slasher gear from monster wear clothing slashing those nipples and armpits out for you fat mac my buddy Corey matthews got you on the small run or bulk orders on decals stickers t-shirts hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, along with custom graphics and logo design services offered. Monster Wear Clothing pairs very nicely with qualities. When you're looking to brand yourself and establish your identity, get with them today, because Pasty told you. Hell yeah, yo. Speaking of t-shirts and pro wrestling, I bought my, uh, Bought my son the new, the new um, official Stone Cold Steve Austin logo T-shirt, the King of Attitude. That thing is sharp. That thing is badass. We're not shilling for them. They're not a sponsor, or nothing. But I would recommend if anybody wants to get an awesome wrestling shirt, get a. Don't go to WWE and get their 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 Stone Cold shirts that they own and they profit from. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees Stone and get yourself Austin a little page. bit of the bubbly T-shirt by Chris Don't Jericho. Don't do that. Don't do that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> get the Stone Cold one. It actually looks really badass. He's got a few of them, but that one for sure is really badass. And he gets the profit from that, not WWE. And it's yeah. a brand new logo. I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to check it out. It's really, really badass. You'll have to take a picture of a minute and put it on B-Sticks Podcast Facebook page. Oh, for sure. And, of course, Austin has said numerous times over that his GOAT, his favorite wrestler of all time, is Ric Flair. And, boy, do we got a hell of a this week in pro wrestling for you involving the nature boy. The nature of the nature boy. Yeah. Because, folks, on the 8th of September 2008, WTVD in North Carolina reported that Ashley Flair, daughter of Ric Flair, had been arrested in conjunction with an incident that left the WWE Hall of Famer, quote, bloodied and bruised. According to the police report, officers in Chapel Hill were called to a commotion outside an apartment apartment complex involving Flair and Ashley. When they arrived, the officers found the two involved in a fight, but Ric Flair declined to file charges. However, Ashley proceeded to attack a police officer, leading to a taser gun being used on her. Ashley, then 22, was charged with assault on a law enforcement officer and resisting arrest. And in case you folks don't already know this, Ashley Flair would go on to be known as Charlotte in the WWE today. Well, that just makes sense then. I think she worked herself into a shoot. 
<laughs> that girl's got a much more fight in her than we see on, on WWE TV. Yes. And she's she your future 10-time Raw Women's Champion. No, SmackDown I, Women's Champion. Either I way, 10-time. Yeah, I just love the fact that... Uh, I just love the fact that his daughter beat the shit out of him, beat him bloodied and bruised. So then she became the man, right? Because she beat him. And then yep. Becky beat and her. Becky beat her, so now Becky's the man. Yeah. Per Rick's logic. Uh-huh. Man, I hope they use this in the lawsuit, this excerpt mm. of Beef Sticks Podcast. Wait a second, though. I think the officer that tased her was, was the man after that. <laughs> so Becky has to beat that guy. Uh she has to go find the well, officer. Maybe one of the Usos got it off him. Maybe. And then and then Naomi. Yeah, Naomi's husband got it off of them. And then Naomi was beat by This is, this is like thirteen degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many ways? If the shoe you... doesn't fit, you must acquit. Just, just let me tell you something. This is Chewbacca. And Chewbacca lives on Endor with a bunch of Wookiees. Or a bunch of, uh, what are the fuckers? Ewoks. Ewoks. <laughs> Why would an eight-foot-tall Wookiee live on a forest moon of Endor with a bunch of tiny little Ewoks? It does not make sense. If it does not make sense, you cannot... Yeah. You must acquit. It wasn't a quit, but it's, yeah. That's a good one. The old Chewbacca defense, folks. <laughs> it's a classic South it's Park. super classic. Uh, term that's still used in law in uh, in in law today. That's mm-hmm. a that's an actual term used is whenever lawyers go up there and, and just don't make any sense. They're like, God, that guy's doing the Chewbacca defense. <laughs> you gotta love it. Ah, you gotta love it, and it is a classic, much like the classic WWE pay per view Clash of Champions. We say it with an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> How far back does Clash of Champions go? Is it well? A Clash of Champions only goes back a few years, but the Clash of Champions goes back to uh, the eighties. I was gonna I say, actually it think eighty three like was a name fresh out of like the late seventies, early eighties, and then WWE think... picked it up in like mid two thousands. I want to say that eighty three was the first one because I think the uh, Magnum TA Tully Blanchard I Quit Cage match was at the very first one, and that's a hell of a fucking match. Oh, I bet but, it was. Um, but yeah, it the you know you WWE we'll classic to... such as this uh, this year's Clash of the Cha- Clash of Cha- <laughs> K- 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 Yeah, exactly. Clash of Champions. <laughs> yeah, in typical WWE mode. You know, they wanted to bring it back, but they had to make it theirs, so they just deleted the the. Right. So it's theirs. They should have just ran with great balls of fire. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't think they could do wrong by it. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> Oh, so yeah, Clash of Champions. Uh, we got we got some predictions for you. We got some interesting news coming up later on in the show about it, and it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting. It's like when, the first when, step in the next chapter of WWE. When we were putting this whole rundown together for us to make our predictions, it just blew my mind how many championships WWE has, and this isn't even all of them. And I'd be surprised if more half of them. Yeah, it's. I don't think this is half of them, and it's just nuts. <laughs> it is just weird. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. Clash of Champions one took place in '88. 
Oh. So it was off a little bit, but... Okay. Well, still the 80s. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Flair and Sting on, on on top. Nice. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. So, we don't know which matches are in the pre-show this week. Maybe they won't have a pre-show. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, so, we're starting off with AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. And this has kind of been brewing the last couple of weeks. Cedric just seems to keep getting one up over AJ Styles, left and right. So where does this come from? How do these two get put together? I like I like the idea of a, of a AJ Styles, who I consider a veteran, putting over. I mean, Cedric is a veteran, but in the WWE world, he's still the 205 Live guy. Yeah. Ever huge Cedric Alexander fan, but, I, you know, at least WWE's doing something and trying. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, AJ's with the OC, so there's always three of them. So I think Cedric just kind of got involved. Um, yeah, because they were beating up Ricochet, and I don't remember who the third guy was, but Cedric Alexander ended up jumping off the top of the light display at the head of the stage where the superstars come out. And, and that was where he? it all started. And then they had a couple matches since, and he just, yeah, said he's doing really good for himself at the moment. And that's why I think AJ Styles is going to win. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's been doing too good. It hasn't been 50-50. It hasn't even, I don't think it's even been close. Unless it's been unfair with beatdowns. But, <clears throat> who do you got? You know what? I got to go with AJ Styles as well. I, um, I just have, I haven't had time to watch any wrestling for a couple weeks, which is sad, but I keep up with it. I, I'm, I'm reading the news, knowing what's going on and, uh, and stuff like that. I haven't even watched, I used to at least watch a couple old matches every week, even if I couldn't watch anything now, and I just haven't. But, uh, AJ Styles, if they're gonna do something with Cedric, I'd put him in a longer feud with AJ and build him. Yeah, um, I think so. I don't think he has to win this one. And I mean, after AJ gave up his championship to Seth Rollins so they could have this stupid multi-match night. Yeah, I think AJ deserves a win at this point in time. And then potentially coming up next, we've got the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship pitting Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross with their championships up against the force of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Yeah, this one, um, you know, I, I like the teaming of Alexa and Nikki. I don't um, like Nikki being, like, smiley face weird. It's like, it doesn't work, and she's still got the same hardcore theme song, and she still, like, goes crazy every once in a while. And yeah. And she's all, like, and she's got that thick Scottish accent. You can't be lovey <laughs> and shit on American TV. It's a great villain voice. But, Yeah. You can't you can't be lovable on American TV and have an accent. That's what you're no, saying. No, no, it's just the thick Scottish accent. <laughs> um, you know, I well, obviously, again, I just haven't been watching, so I can't really say much on that one way and or the other. But I can say that um, I, I honestly, I'd be happy with either team winning because I think. Nikki, Mandy, and Sonya all deserve a push, keep getting pushed. And Alexa, I just love her. She's probably the best 
uh, female on the mic right now in WWE. On the mic, yeah, she can't be the best in the anymore. Well, she's not even... I mean, when, when your competition is Sasha Banks and Charlotte, you know, you're still fucking up there. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bliss and Cross, baby. Don't cross the Bliss, lest you get kicked in the lips. <laughs> I'm going with uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I think I think it's time they need to put some gold on Mandy Rose because she's money. <coughs> and I think it's time that Nikki Cross snaps and beats the shit out of Alexa Bliss the way we've wanted her to for the last month and a half. So that's where I sit. I can dig it. I can dig it. And then, of course, there's the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. We have Drew Gulak defending his title in a triple threat versus Humberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. This should be a hell of a match. I hope this isn't on the pre-show. It probably will be, but I think it's going to be fun as fun on a bun, baby. It's the only, hey, hey, it's the only NXT title that's on a main roster pay-per-view. What? Uh, That's, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of in limbo right now. It's technically still its own thing. Well, it's technically still a Raw title, right? I guess. Has it ever not been a Raw title? I thought, I thought well, uh, I thought when they had them going right after SmackDown that they, like, Raw let go of them. Like They, they still appeared on Raw, though, which is weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. They <laughs> None still of got matters. too many titles. None of the titles matter. I mean, titles have always been a prop, but goddamn, in WWE, no more than, no, it's never been more it's, relevant. It's participation awards is what prop. it is. Um, I like that they're trying to make longer reigns out of some of the more bigger ones, but that's also, again, easier to do when there's seven other titles for other people to win. There better be a 24-7 championship match on this pay-per-view, too, or I'm going to fucking... I thought they I thought they would only do those on TV. Wasn't that the rule? No, they've, well, they've not fucked around with them Not that they fucking before. follow the rules. They, they I haven't fucked... seen one on pay-per-view. Yeah, it's, it's not like actual matches, but like little backstage shits where it quickly changes hand in a comedy scene. They've done it, and they've done it on pre-shows and shit anytime. It's not a TV championship. That's, I think that's how it's started out as, but they don't they don't follow their own rules. Nobody yeah. knows what's up with the um, wild card rule. They just don't even, <laughs> they just put everybody on the same shows now and don't even mention it anymore, right? Right, right. From what I understand, that's... I seen somebody bitching about that. They said they don't even talk about it. People just come and go whenever they want. <laughs> I think so, that's going to come to an end here soon. I think now that everything's the, the lines are getting drawn and everybody knows where what's happening with two hundred five live and everything, I think. I'm I think on the fence. A, I think there'll be a solid draft, and I think NXT will get picks in the draft too. I'm on the fence about that though because you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as Fox and USA are going to want their guys and to know who they're having, but you're also going to have to look at it as Fox and USA are both going to want to showcase the biggest stars possible. And yeah, but I think Fox the... is not going to be okay with USA only getting Ronda Rousey or only getting AJ Styles or only getting Roman Reigns. And USA isn't going to be okay with smack or with Fox only getting Seth Rollins or only getting, uh, 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 uh what the Strowman or only, you know, any of these guys, yeah. I think they're, I think it's going to be, they're going to say, fucking, you either put them on both shows or 
or fuck you. I think there might be enough established names now to run a balance where both shows can be successful. I, I, it's hard to say. It is hard to say. I just think that competing channels are probably pretty babyish. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to share. We'll see. I don't know. Goes. We, we don't know. Uh, but I think oh. I think Drew Gulak has had this championship for quite some time, and in the cruiserweight world, that doesn't always happen. So I think it's time for him to lose it, and I'm picking Humberto Carrillo. You know, I would honestly like to see anybody other than Gulak hold it, because I'm not a big Gulak fan. But I have loved this run. I would love to see Lindsay Dorado get it, to be fair. But I don't think he's done yet. I think WWE's put a lot into him. And you never know, again, with NXT, perhaps usurping 205 Live. But, again, historically, WWE doesn't like to have championships on Hispanics or blacks. So go with the white guy. All right. So then we got the WWE Intercontinental title match. Shinsuke Nakamura retaining or putting defending. Def- <laughs> Spoiler! Pasty <laughs> <laughs> knows something defending we Defending his championship against The Miz, which is, I don't know, almost the most lackluster feeling match on the card. Not only that, if you just... If you didn't follow WWE at all, but you knew who these people were, and you looked at it and you just read Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz, you would say to yourself, okay, cool, the babyface Shinsuke Nakamura is defending his title against the evil heel Miz. That's not what it is. No. (laughs) And I don't know that... I think they can both play either part, but I don't think... It's it's not... Both person is stronger on the other side. This is not where either one of them belong, and I don't think it's where either one of them want to be, to be honest. Um, we know Miz doesn't want to be a face, and I don't know about Shinsuke, but I'm going Shinsuke. The Miz has a lot going on with TV and his family and other shit, and you know what? I just really, if Miz never has another title in his life, I'd be okay with it. Really? I still want him to have a WWE championship again. And as a babyface, that'd probably be the best way to do it. Yeah, and but with all the this people limit. that are qualified and and talented, why slap it on an actor? Because Miz has been Miz has showed up and showed off plenty in the last three years. Yeah, think, he's doing great he's on the mic and everything. But other it, than taking a bump from he, Shane, he's better as a heel. But there's so many goddamn heels in WWE right now. I think I think if you during this expanse and if everything does shift and there is drawn lines, Miz could make a very solid top face. Uh, I'll give him secondary. See, title and why face. would you pick an actor? Because all of your top faces go to Hollywood. Miz is a little. Old and generic, I think, to actually make a. I mean, he is. I mean, look at the people who made it to Hollywood. And, and I don't think to be fair, want only an action movie. Only four have made it to Hollywood, like actually made it. In my, I, I think. And they all have distinctive looks, and Miz looks like 
a creator wrestler character if you were making a Hollywood celebrity. I'm just concerned here. You're concerned? I'm concerned. The four that have made it in Hollywood the are Rock, the Rock, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, and John Roddy Piper. Cena, Roddy Piper, Stone Who else? Cold. Um, Stone Cold has never made it to Hollywood and has never been Roman in a Hollywood Reigns. movie. But I'll yes, give you Batista. Has. Roman Reigns hasn't Batista. either. Yes, Roman Batista. Reigns is in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh my gosh, Pacey, that Stone is Stone Cold a... was in the longest yard. So was like, Goldberg. Oh no, they all had bits. So parts was the great Kali, if you want to break it down to that. Yeah, but if you have one movie, that doesn't mean you broke into Hollywood. <laughs> I mean yeah, Roman Cold's Reigns is in Hobbs and Shaw, A because The Rock got him the role, even though he says The Rock never knew I was up for it. Yeah, because nobody in that <laughs> thing talked to The Rock. Two it's a spin-off of what the eighth of sequel that they that they made a comedy of. It's like that's not really a Hollywood movie. It's kinda like your B list it's a B list movie. It's not Hollywood. Nobody's nobody who goes to the, the theater. Rock's in it, but it's a B list movie. The Rock is not in Hobbs and Shaw, and if he is, it's just a, a cameo. No, the Rock and is Hobbs. The Rock has been in a lot of fucking. The Rock uh, is half movies. of the title of the then movie. Who the fuck is Roman? Then you then what the Roman fuck is Roman? Roman is a nameless Ed cousin. It's okay, just so one he's seen in a so fight in Samoa. See, so he's not fucking get out of here with your. But Cancer Boy will eventually leave WWE all... for Hollywood, and I can almost but again, guarantee but that. But again, he has a unique look that Miz doesn't. Yes, have. but then but there's also Batista, like like who has a unique Batista. look that Miz doesn't have. All those guys have a unique look. Well, DDP's been in quite a few movies. He has never been in a Hollywood fucking movie. God damn it, Pasty. Dude, Devil's Rejects is a Hollywood movie. They might have. No, it wasn't. That was an indie film. No way. That was in theaters. Indie, yeah, but indie films are in theaters, jackass. Ah, Hollywood movies are like big blockbusters. Indie, that are made in indie films are in 12 theaters across the country. Oh my gosh, Pasty. You don't know what an indie film is, do you? Uh, Indie film is a film that was that was um, sponsored independently without Hollywood, and Hollywood had nothing with uh, Devil's Rejects. I mean, if you want to say people who have ever been in a movie, then every pro wrestler is is a Hollywood star because <laughs> every pro wrestler ever has always been in any movie. That's a fact. We know that. I don't know why. You know. <laughs> but either way, I think the Miz is winning the Intercontinental okay. Title. With that being said, we got a SmackDown Tag Team title match, The New Day versus The Revival. Nobody thinks The Revival's going to win, let's just be honest. (sighs) (laughs) You know, but the thing is, is they've been going with Randy Orton lately. And so it's been The Revival and Orton versus The New Day. So which group? It depends on which way it swings, I guess. I guess the other thing you could follow that up with is which group or individual wrestler has ever succeeded being with Randy Orton. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> they usually end up falling to his shadow. Yeah. And RKO'd. <laughs> whether that's his fault or whether that's um creative's fault or whether that's the other wrestler's fault. I'm not saying that. I just don't think it's helped anybody yet. No, I wonder. Um I'm gonna uh, go with, yeah, I'm staying with New Day. Yeah, that's smart. I'm staying with New Day. Why not? I like New Day. I'm not sick of them as, as some people are. I don't see I'm why still not sick of them. Yeah, I'm still not sick of them. I'm a little over Kofi Kingston's title run at this point. It's, I mean, I don't know. Randy Orton's gotten the most out of him so far, I guess. Yeah, but that's, 
we're not there yet. Mm. Mm. So yeah, New Day all around. And then we've got the Raw Tag Team Championships. Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman taking on the tag team of Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Robert Roode. As if it couldn't be any more obvious who's going to win this one. I mean, right. obviously, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins are fighting for the universal title. So whether this match is before or after that one, I can't imagine them walking away with the tag team championship. So I'm going with the team that I have dubbed Porn Money, Inc. Yeah, yeah. I call them the glorified jobbers, but this time they're going to get the job done. They have to. I think so. I mean, even the job squad in the B-list won a title or two. Uh, Doesn't Seth Rollins defend his United States championship on this card, too? That's a little unfair, don't you think? This is Clash of Champions, where all championships are on the line. Does Seth Rollins have a United States champion? He got it from AJ Styles when they got the tag team championships off of Gallows and Anderson. Oh, I'll be damned. Yeah, Ain't they got all the game. gold. I figured this was going to be less tag championship matches, essentially. So he or, has three titles? Yes. Wow, that's kind of cool. I like that. He's he's one of the people that deserves to hold something like that. But I agree, he should wrestle three times on this. on this, And maybe they will. Maybe they'll put him in there. Maybe, uh, is anybody on authority right now? I think it's Strowman who has the United States championship. Oh, that I makes even more sense because they're balanced than at that point. Except for- I guess, but I like it better with Seth having three. <laughs> mm. But not, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It'll it'll be real cool when Strowman walks out with every championship in the industry. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. I had such high hopes for him in the past, and now I'll be surprised if he ever gets another championship again. Yeah, I don't feel the same way about him. I felt about Bray Wyatt as Bray Wyatt was drugged through the shit. So I, I think I'm right there with you on that end, too. Yeah, not that I want him to be. I don't. I, I, I would. I think he still could succeed, but mm-hmm. alas, alas. Speaking of last, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey defending her title versus Charlotte Flair, who's aiming to become a ten-time Women's Champion, and I Ooh. think she gets it back. Woo. Um, AJ Styles is the U.S. Champion. Is he? At least according to Wikipedia. I'm so pretty I don't sure know. he lost it, though. Maybe Wikipedia's wrong. It said July... He could have he got it back, I guess. I don't fucking... I said July 14th, 2019. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, so, um... Bloogie, bloogie, blue. Who do you think's gonna win this? Uh, like I said, I, I think Flair is going to become the 10-time women's champion. That's just because you heard about how badass she is all of a sudden now no. after reading that report. Jeez, pasty. Jeez. Um, you know what? I could, I could I honestly... I think while, while they're shoving Ric Flair's face in the shit, they're going to push his daughter to the rafters just to make him feel worse. I could, um... I'm looking at this. Well, I'll, I'll wait to say that because it's kind of spoilers for me. Uh, I'm going Bailey. Why not? Charlotte doesn't need it. Uh, Bailey's doing great with it. She's doing great as a heel. She's the hottest she's been since she first came up to the roster. So go for it, Bailey. Hmm. 
And then we've got a non-championship, no-disqualification match, seeing Roman Reigns taking on Eric Rowan. And what should be a decent match, dare I say? Eric Rowan has been impressive since snapping, I guess. I don't know, because he was impressive in the Bludgeon Brothers, too. And he was impressive. Well, no, he wasn't impressive no. in uh, Wyatt's, but... But he can Was talk. he impressive in the Bludgeon Brothers, or were they I just okay so. together? I think they were... They were. I mean, Harper was definitely the more impressive, I would say. Yeah, well, Harper, yeah, anytime, that's that's why you had to split them up. Anytime you have Harper next to Rowan, Rowan ain't shit. Yeah. He's like Festus. He's the Festus of the family, you know what I mean? That's sad. <laughs> it is. But since they cut the reins on him this time, he... He's doing, he cut some decent promos, uh, ran rough shot over Roman Reigns, slammed a boom camera into his face. It was good times. Good times. What the fuck's Threw a, a fan. boom camera? A boom mic? Or like, a... No, no, like, uh, like it's it's one of the, one of the, like, the sweeping cameras that they have on the arm. Oh, the crane camera. Yeah, the crane. He, okay. like, swung it at Roman Reigns and a bunch of people. Cool. <clears throat> Cool. I, I, I mean, it's Roman Reigns, and he it's also Eric threw Rowan. a fan at Roman Reigns. But oh the my fan was gosh! You know what? I, I pick up fans around my house and throw them at the kids all the time. So <laughs> not, not a big deal. After you he threw a camera off of them first, though. I think. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> otherwise, why do it? Otherwise, why do it? Um, I don't know. To me, you look at this. I mean, obviously, we say this every time, but anytime it's a no DQ, yes, anything can happen, blah, blah, blah. But you look at the two names. It's going to be fun. <laughs> He's the only one that, I mean, if you just look at the names alone, it's hard to say that Eric Rowan will beat Roman Reigns is, on a pay-per-view. It's, it's hard to say that, but at the same time, you haven't seen Rowan stand on his own feet. Correct. At least not like this. And maybe not ever. Uh, I I'm gonna go with the benefit of the situation, and I think Rowan might just come a little bit closer to killing Roman Reigns than leukemia did. <laughs> I let me go for it. There's no wrong and answer to no wrestling. There's no stipulation, which automatically like flags something in my brain. It's gonna be good. Roman Reigns hasn't been putting on bad matches lately. That's good. Yes. That's good. And then we got the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston defending his title against Randy Orton. Part two. Part two. I mean, if there's two, law would dictate 50-50 booking, and Orton will take the title. The question is, will Kofi get a title shot return after that seeing as wwe threw that out the window and they did that clean slate thing that worked so fucking well (laughs) yeah i I think orton should take it here or he should retire here one of the two i i like that they brought orton in for for kofi because again as we mentioned he has the history and Mm -hmm. Orton has solid matches, and it's this, the that, only the other. important feeling feud Kofi has had. But, um, but with that being said, with this being Kofi's first and probably let's just admit it, last title reign for a major championship, and with it being this long, 
I really do not want to see Blandy Orton, of all people, take it from him. Let's have somebody who either you can build who's younger, you know, and just pass it off, or somebody who's big and it actually means something. Obviously, you could say Randy Orton can beat him and be a transitional champion for somebody else, and yes, he can. And that's just the thing that pushes Orton closer to breaking Flair's quote-unquote record. And I think Orton staying with the company, whereas John Cena went to Hollywood. Yeah, I think they're going to let Orton have that somewhere down the line. That's why I think he wins it here, too. One step closer, and I think he that's it. I think he ties Flair with this title reign, and then I think he surpasses him with the next one. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's... Is he up to that yet, to be tying I'll, Flair? Uh, I, know that, I know that Cena is tied with Flair. Yeah, but I think Orton and is Cena Randy had Orton a rivalry to, to tie it up too on their end. Could be. Uh, let me see. You look that up while yeah. I move on to the Raw Women's Championship, which sees the man, perhaps, maybe, asterisk, Becky Lynch, take on the boss, Sasha Banks. I just, I love this just being the man versus the boss. That right there sells. We've seen it before, OBS. But, he's um, at 13. He's held the WWE Championship nine times and the World Heavyweight Championship four times. Okay, so he's got a few to go before he gets close to Flair. But um, Wasn't it 13? Flair's 16 times and Cena's oh. 16 times. Okay. So he's got a few to go, but that's okay. That's It's better than, uh, <laughs> better than what I've done, Pasty. Right. Let's just be honest. Um... I, uh, how is, how's the, how Sasha Ben sense her return? I, I know that she was heel and, and this and that and stuff, but I just haven't, I don't know what's happened since she kind of backed away due to personal issues and came back. I haven't been watching and then nobody reports a lot about it. So I'm not sure what's going on with her. It's weird. Cause she came back with the blue hair, did the heel thing. And then Bailey did the heel thing and was like, well, I'm teaching your daughters how to be loyal to their friends. And then Becky or Sasha came out and, and cut a promo that was almost a face promo explaining why she is the way she is, but it made her almost seem like the good guy. And now that she's with Bailey again, I'm just like, you can't, you can't go heel, pick Bailey up and still be a heel. You should have went heel on Bailey, but I think that could still come to a head. Yeah, but if you went heel on Bailey, then Bailey would be face, and I, I really want to keep them pushing Bailey as a heel for a while. I, she needs a full change. Then she needs to get rid of the fucking waving arm tube men, which she hasn't. She needs to get rid no, of the but sideways her attitude and different, you know. Yeah, the attitude. Yeah, I guess. But the promo that they cut. From what I had heard, WWE is only giving them bullet points, and they're allowing them to to kind of go on their own. Ha, you heard a lie, pasty. <laughs> From Wrestle Talk, I don't yeah. think so. Oh, Wrestle Talk is about forty percent right on average. But nonetheless, we all know WWE. There's no way they're giving other than like the high up stars. They're not giving them. Well, especially Becky wanted Gold out. Nova. You know, or Banks wanted out. Yeah, and she was willing to sit on the sidelines. I think she might have been able to negotiate that in at least Maybe. on a temporary basis until she fucks it up. 
And uh, I think she might have already fucked it up. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> doubt WWE leaked that they are letting people do that, leaking it themselves because of AEW. Yeah. Well, we're just giving them bullet points. That's you know, WWE's been known to leak false information before. Mm. It's not the first time. So who do you think is gonna win in this one? Um I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch. I don't think she, I don't think Banks needs it right now. I think a, a long feud would be great if that's what she's gonna do. And Becky's super fucking hot right now. I don't think and this is getting into the next match, but I don't think you take the titles off Becky or Rollins anytime soon. How do you they think Rollins feels hot. by the way, with Becky Lynch being on the cover of two K twenty with Roman Reigns? I think he fucking loves it. He's been on the cover. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but so is Roman. Well, yeah, but Roman is and a bigger Roman, star Roman than doesn't Seth. even have the, the champ any championship right now. Yeah, but Roman's a bigger star than Seth. I think Seth <laughs> I think he's comfortable. Why I just think he? I just think it's funny that they didn't put the couple together and then put his best friend with her. Yeah. I, it is I, funny, but it's funny. also wrestling. It's also WWE doesn't really get to choose who gets the cover it's 2k you know yeah wwe has input i don't know i guess i don't know how they do that i know the majority of time it's, it would be the game distributor that has input on who um makes the final call i don't know yeah wwe could have a contract though where they i i don't know I mean, I don't as, uncool as becky was with the playing the the role of the couple on tv Maybe she even pushed for not having Seth on the cover with her. That could be. Maybe they both did. Maybe Seth is just like... Well, I think Seth is all for it because he's Vince's boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Seth could just be like, hey, let Roman have the cover of the uh, video game that nobody buys and I'll just keep being the champion. Seth Rollins is basically a chihuahua to Vince McMahon now is what I feel like. And why not? I mean, if you're going to be in WWE, that's the way to be, right? Yeah. yeah. I, for real. I mean, that's what Hogan was. That's Cena what did it. Yeah. Every, you know, you want to be the you want to be the guy. You want to be the man. You got to suck the man off. Yeah. Well, I, I did say Hogan, and I shouldn't say no. Hogan was probably the last one that didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Hogan's the reason everybody else has to, because Hogan kind of turned on Vince and hurt his feelings. Yeah, but I think Hogan has sense though too. Sucked his dick. Not literally, I mean, but kissed ass. I think so. I mean, he had to kiss Vince's, some ass to get Vince's back. Vince is the Vince one that brought him back after, after the. Well, yeah. I was going to say the opposite. I think there was Vince some definitely the ass kissing. Back. There. <laughs> you know, Hogan didn't need that, but Vince sure needed Hogan to bring them ratings up. <laughs> I don't know. Those two love to just fucking hate. I think they both just suck each other's dick, and then afterwards they both tell each other they're ashamed of them so mm-hmm. or each other. That seems to be the relationship they have. No, I picked Bailey to lose the other championship. I'm picking Banks to win this one, so that way, after the fact, Banks can be like, yeah, you can't keep up, and then they can have their rivalry. That's cool. Yeah. Or, yeah. I think it tastes good. And it could go the other way, too, but I think that would be stupid. Exactly. Um... Now we got the the main event. Well, I've heard, and again, nobody knows because Vince will change his mind up to the last moment. But I've heard that the tag match is going to main event, and the Universal match will open it, which to me is stupid and that would weird. Be stupid. But, yeah, stupid and weird. Let's <laughs> just say the last match we're discussing is the Universal Championship. Uh, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Pasty. 
Um, I think Strowman's gonna do it. You can do it. He might not. I think it it could be. I think it should be a really good match, regardless. Seth Rollins did some great shit with Brock Lesnar recently, and I think I think if he can pull off a quarter of the magic he had with Lesnar with Strowman, they can have a good match. Seth can work with a big dude really well. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I I really don't think I don't think other than the tag titles, I think this is a clash of champions where. Just keep their champions. I think people expect everybody to lose them. I think with all the changes coming, WWE would rather just stay the course. I, I think the opposite of what you think almost. I yeah. think they'd rather stay the course right now and then wait until everything happens to make any of the bigger changes. But I don't know. I'm just spitballing. No, I'm hoping Everyone with Heyman and Bischoff at the helm that maybe there's some deep thought into this and some long-term booking into a lot of title changes here tonight. Yeah, you you hope so. And then we never did come up with a tiebreaker. I don't know with as as varied as we are, do we even need a tiebreaker pasty or No, I think we should be okay. If we come out at a tie, I'll take the loss. Well, we'll just now we'll figure something out. Maybe we just fucking Rochambeau or something. I don't know. Alright. We'll figure something out. We'll have the fans vote. Yeah, that works well. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all. I really do. A little more participation would be awesome, but we love y'all. See, you're listening to us. Just talk a little more to us. Right. Speak to us. Sound like a <laughs> sound like a whiny girlfriend at this point. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. But somebody who's never needed to ask people to talk to him and always held the crowd is. Macho Man Randy Savage. That is right. And he is definitely the namesake of our newsletter, if you will, with all of our rumors and notes and uh, news and injuries and tradings and comings and goings. That, of course, being the Savage Sentinel. That's right, folks. We're here to beef you up. So Anthem Sports and Entertainment, the parent company of Impact Wrestling, announced Monday that they have acquired a majority interest in Mark Cuban's Access TV and HDNet movies. We reported rumors on Anthem purchasing Access a couple of months ago, and now those talks have been confirmed. Comedian, actor, and facial hair aficionado Steve Harvey has joined Anthem as an investor and strategic partner. Through his Steve Harvey Global Force Wrestling Production Company. And wait, is that Jeff Jarrett in blackface? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Why is he coming out with a guitar? <sighs> and Harvey now has a seat on the Anthem board. Anthem will assume daily operations of the two channels. Anthem stated in a press release, we will assume operating management of the two popular channels. That includes Access TV's extensive library of owned programming, including wrestling, MMA, and entertainment content. The library mentioned includes Ring of Honor's weekly TV archive from their HDNet shows from 2009 to 2011 and other wrestling so promotions. Times in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a valuable chunk of years. 
and other wrestling promotions aired on Axis, such as New Japan Pro Wrestling and Women of Wrestling, which is largely built around top Impact star Tessa Blanchard, both of which will continue to air on Axis. So this is a pretty it's huge turn into independent wrestling network. I'm okay with that. Who yes. hasn't wanted that? <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Especially, you know, if they start streaming their shit more and stuff. God, I love that. That's as of right now, Anthem owns not the companies of, they own obviously Impact, but they own the rights to three wrestling promotions and a fourth past library. That's pretty huge. I don't know that that's ever happened in the past. No. And it's really interesting. You know, WWE's doing big things with Saudi Arabia money. AEW's doing big things with shaking up the wrestling world. And here comes Impact and Anthem out of left wing with fucking a power move. This is going to sound bad, but I don't know the best way to describe it. Actually, I do know a better way to describe it than I was going to. Impact, TNA, whatever you fucking want to call it, always ends up becoming that phoenix rising from the ashes. <laughs> this is about the third or fourth time they've just fucking come up out of nowhere from despair. Man, I hope it's they, three. It would really work with the show time. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> they first, you know, they, they were created and they started on their uh, weekly pay-per-views. They were starting to go down. They were hemorrhaging money, never made a profit. Then uh, Panda Energy came in. The story is Scott Hall and Scott, Scott Sean Waltman. Scott Waltman. Scott Waltman. They uh, convinced Dixie Carter to get her parents to, to invest in it, and then it became big and huge, and it was the number two. Then it started kind of going down again, and then Hogan and Bischoff joined, and it, uh, I wouldn't say that, the number, actually, yeah, the numbers increased, the uh, the publicity increased, the wrestlers who were there, the names increased, then it tanked, like, went, <laughs> but it never died. It and does, then, it's the circle of life when you move from a panda to an owl. Evolution is hard. Exactly, and then Anthem came in, swooped up, brought them back up again, moved them to Canada, eh? <laughs> and uh, and they've been having some of the best matches they've had since the early 2000s, yep. ever. Probably one of the best rosters they've had since the mid-2000s. And now we see the company that owns Impact owning the rights to air three other large, well, another large company's uh, show is New Japan. Women of Wrestling is brand new. Who knows? Maybe it'll die out. We don't know. But it's something. And Women Wrestling is, is really popular right now. And as we mentioned, the uh, the library of Ring of Honor from 2009 to 2011, it's only three years, but that was pretty hot years, baby. That was right after the departures of um, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, I believe. It was right around that time. So this was when the people like probably Tyler Black was still there. Obviously, Roderick Strong was there. You got the Colt Cabanas. You got Kevin Steen and El Generico. The Briscoes, Nigel McGinn. Like, yeah, just people that are synonymous with amazing wrestling. It's really intriguing to just ponder and wonder where they could go with this, if it goes anywhere. Well, you know, Pasty, it's funny you say that because 
with new with any news this big and involving so many different partings as we just mentioned there's always going to be rumors thrown around and especially when pasty's delivering the news for sure take this with a grain of salt folks but if this is true it would be one of the most surprising stories in recent wrestling history and what we just talked about which is is part of was one of the most surprising but according to an Impact Insider, the Canadian promotions and in talk is in talks of buying Ring of Honor. Now follow along, okay? A link already actually exists between New Japan and Impact. Yes, I said New Japan, not Ring of Honor. Follow me, please. <laughs> Impact's executive vice president Don Callis, who worked as uh, the Jackal in WWF, and he worked as the. Um, Network in ECW. He's also working for New Japan Pro Wrestling, being a commentator for the big New Japan shows, for the English speaking, of course. There have been talks between the two of working together, dating back as early as 2018 after Callis put together the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho match for Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, folks, have you heard anything from Chris Jericho or anything? Don Callis is the one that actually put that together. He knew Omega. Jericho because they used to wrestle in uh, Manitoba together in Canada. Manitoba. Exactly. But the problem here is New Japan already has a working relationship with another U.S. wrestling promotion, that being Ring of Honor. They've been exchanging talent and co-promoting shows such as the joint Madison Square Garden show over WrestleMania weekend this last year that caused such a hubbub on, under Vince McMahon's <laughs> ass. So how would Impact be able to get around that, you may ask? Well, if you've been listening to what the fuck we've been talking about, you probably already know, but I'm going to spell it out to you. According to a rumored insider on Reddit, they're just going to buy Ring of Honor. A Reddit user by the name of King of Georgia 95 who has a I'm going to sound decent, a Meltzer, Meltzer alert here. I think you should. Because <laughs> he has a decent but flawed track record of behind-the-scenes impact scoops. And he's just recently resurfaced on Reddit for the first time in almost a year with these added details about the Axis deal, also claiming the relationship with Pursuit Channel, which is Impact's current cable home, will be maintained with Impact making a new wrestling show for Pursuit to present new wrestlers that will eventually be called up to the main roster on Axis, similar to what NXT used to be to WWE. It's a lot to take in there. It is. And, and of course, these two stories are separated because one one is is facts that have been confirmed. The first part of this is facts that has been confirmed about Anthem buying Access TV and them having ownership over the television shows of New Japan and WoW and all of that. Now, Impact being interested in buying Ring of Honor, even them just being interested, this is all speculation and rumor off of Reddit. Man, I oh. hope they run, if they buy it, I hope they run Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> just put the pressure all across WWE. Oh, it would be crazy, wouldn't it? What a world we live in right now. You you never thought growing up, Pasty, during the Monday Night Wars, uh, that it would ever get a, a bigger battlefield than it was. And especially after the Monday Night Wars collapsed, we never seen this. Nobody's seen this coming. No, nope. The world we live in now with wrestling. There's Holy too much wrestling. There's almost as much wrestling as there is rappers in Minnesota, I tell you. There what. is too much wrestling, which is <laughs> sad. But there is. There's too much wrestling. I guess it's good 
nobody says there's too much comedy. I guess you That's get to the pick thing, and though, choose when, which when one. There's so many. Somebody's gonna fail. Who's gonna fail first? Who says somebody's gonna fail? What if just some people do better than others? But if there's too much, it's bound. To but fall. is there like is, is there too much though, or do we just get to pick and choose now? Yeah, but if there's so much to pick and choose from, then the herd is thinner for everyone. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we're gonna have to. I mean, we're just coming, gonna have to wait and coming see. Coming as a rapper from Minnesota, <laughs> I just see it differently. Okay, there's so I many think, people, and then I think and then by the end, the whole crowd is just other people who are performing. To be fair, Pasty, you could preface that to anything. Yeah. Being a rapper from Minnesota, I see insert anything here differently. That's going to be my new catchphrase. <laughs> my new right? Oh, good stuff. Wow. Ah, well, speaking of NXT, WWE and Full Sail University have expanded their partnership as NXT will start emanating a weekly... Em- <laughs> Emanating weekly from Full Sail on Wednesday nights live on the USA Network starting September 18th. Full Sail University has been invaluable to the success of NXT, said Triple H, WWE Executive Vice President of Talent, Live Events, and Creative. The passion Not even the fucking dogs can fan Triple H. Our entire NXT roster. Nobody likes and Triple staff. H. <laughs> I heard you say Triple H. You're just going. They just know staying at Full Sail is a bad idea too. Is it though, or is it great? If you're gonna do weekly TV, I think you need to not stay at Full Sail. It's a catch twenty two. It costs a lot of money to travel. Is it? Is it gonna make enough money to be worth? Tra- hey. We're live. Do you understand that, Sweepy? We're live. She said you, you you wanted me to be a guest. Oh, my gosh. She whined and ran away when I said we're live. <laughs> I think she understood me. Stage fright. Creating a bond here. <laughs> um, it's, I, mean, I mean, it is a catch-22. You look at, like, obviously NXT is bigger than indies and is not indie because it has Honestly, WWE backing. Honestly, they put it. on a better show than Raw and SmackDown. They should be moving around. Selfishly, yeah, but if you look at... If you have honestly, place... they could make W or main roster pay per views better too if they didn't continue with takeovers. But they're gonna continue with takeovers from the sounds of it, and more of them. Yeah, I don't could know. You, but could you imagine what an that... NXT championship match would do for a, a, a not big four pay per view? You know what I mean. I think it would be well. Again, that's just yet to be seen. I don't know that NXT draws anybody more to the average shows. It draws you and I to it. I but think the people that watch I think any casual who watches Raw and SmackDown to... and wants to argue with AEW fans on the internet, I think they automatically are obligated to start watching NXT well, if they hadn't prior. I, I would agree with you in theory. Yes, a hundred percent. But I would. I. I realistically in my opinion think the same people that cheer Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and Boo AJ Styles and Braun Strowman don't give a shit about Adam Cole who's like my number one you know I'm, I'm not dogging him but I don't think they give a shit about him yeah. now WWE could get them to give a shit about him and I, I hope they would and I think after a year or even maybe six months of being on 
USA, actual TV that people can see that they don't have to go out of their way to get, then possibly they could. Uh, but I don't think at this point people give a shit whether that's right or wrong. It's wrong to me. We'll see how it goes. They're pretty screwed their first couple of weeks on TV anyway. We talked about that last week. Oh, yeah. It's it's just going to be a fucking hodgepodge <laughs> mess. Um, speaking of hodgepodge, Wrestling Inc. is reporting that IHOP TJP, otherwise known as TJ Perkins, has been offered a deal to fight for Bellator MMA. I didn't even know he was into MMA, but that's cool. Yes. Bellator wanted Perkins to fight in November, but that timeline seemed to be a little too short for the former WWE Cruiserweight champion, and conversations are reportedly ongoing. Also, the weight that Bellator wanted him to fight at was too high as well. <laughs> so he'd have to put on a bit more mass. Um, so right now a deal is far from being done, but they are officially in talks. I bet he does better than CM Punk. Well, I mean, you can't do worse, can you? Um, you could. And I would definitely put it up to a WWE wrestler to outdo CM Punk. Yeah. Uh uh, I want to throw something quick in here that I, do, I kind of before you do. That, okay, I, go ahead. I yeah. want to bounce back to a thought I had was with with them staying at full sale with NXT could be Triple H trying to one up um, the life quality of life of superstars as compared to AEW's touring schedule. True. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I know. Whenever you hear from NXT people who have come up to the main roster. That's one of the few gripes they're okay with admitting. Oh, shit. CM Punk in the last month has said he hates traveling and would be willing to talk to WWE. CM Punk to NXT confirmed. NXT, CM Punk. <laughs> Dude, that would be nuts. And then Kevin Owens and CM Punk on NXT. Oh, I think I just came. I, I think you did, to be I, honest. I, I actually don't think I did. I, I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, just wanted to point this out here. I didn't really think it was huge news, and I forgot uh, that TJP was on here and stuff. And just wanted to mention that the wrestler, or shall we say the character Suicide, is actually making a return in professional wrestling. And uh, obviously it's not going to be TJP playing him. And for those of you who don't know, Suicide is a masked wrestler who's known for his high-flying spots and, and uh, crazy almost, quote, suicidal um, high, uh, moves and uh, shit. He was originally played by Christopher Daniels, but he's been played by a thousand people over the years, including Kazarian, TJP, and many others. Right now, it's been... Uh, I don't remember who it is that's been playing him. Uh, an indie guy, but a kind of lower one. But I think it's cool. I like the new mask. If you haven't seen it, look it, look it up. It's almost... Um, almost it would fit right alongside the fiend, I think. If those two were walking down together, you'd be like, you'd think they went together. I love the new mask; it's badass. Nice. That was all. Nice. Looking forward to that. Hey, speaking of WWE wrestlers breaking into Hollywood, Fat Mac. Oh my gosh! We, Hollywood it's not sources. like we just talked about that a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> According to Hollywood sources, Ronda Rousey is being considered to play She-Hulk in the upcoming Marvel spinoff movie badass yeah right now it remains unclear to us if she's actually been contacted but she is named on an international short list of candidates an international one too huh mm-hmm. damn i didn't know they were looking around the world 
ba- basically, Pasty and I were just, you know, saying it'd be cool if she was on there. But you know, they're yeah. they're doing that reboot of uh, Mortal Kombat too, and, and she's no Mortal Kombat one. Yeah, well, <laughs> also, <laughs> <laughs> but she is she's probably going to be playing Sonya Blade, so. Yeah, it'll be, I I'd be okay with that. I know yeah. everybody hated that she did the so voice that would of put, Sonya. And put I was her okay in two Hollywood that. movies, so that, that's another one for the list. And she's another unique looking. Ronda Rousey, you just made the list. Plus, she's kind of just the uh, Roddy Piper copy, so you know she's the female <laughs> Roddy Piper, so it makes sense. Yeah, except for Piper's daughter. That I that's would, a whole wrench in that whole thing, isn't it? I know. But I would love for her, if she got the role of She-Hulk... Like, I, I want her to She-Hulk. sue, because unlike Ric Flair, she might win. <laughs> right? Well, allegedly, isn't she the one that gave Ronda the original um, kilt? Probably, yeah. It was some somebody in his... It was his family that gave it to her, I'm not sure. But I just think it would be badass if Ronda got the job, and in the She-Hulk movie, they put in the line, I came here to chew gum, uh, kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. I just think, I mean, just do it. I think it's it's awesome homage. It's a cool line. So people who don't know what it's from will think it's cool, and they'll start quoting it. It'll be like the um, Ozzy Osbourne of Post Malone. You know yeah. what I mean? People will be like, oh, that line from that Ronda Rousey said, it's just iconic. Oh, that's so fucked up. I yeah. hate that so much. You know what's fucked up? And I'm going to piss off. I don't know. I don't know what our biggest demographic is. I'm gonna piss off you. What's fucked up is people don't realize that Post Malone is bigger than Ozzy Osbourne right now. So right now, yeah, yeah. So Ozzy it's like hasn't it's not doing shit. It isn't weird. I don't think it's weird that no. people who and it makes born... sense to me. But that makes it even more weird yeah. to me because I grew up <laughs> in an era where he was very important. Yeah, and there was people who right now were born after Ozzy Osbourne was even retired. Mm-hmm. So it's like post Malone. Kids, kids around right here now, don't even know who Elvis is, and that to me is like, what? Yeah. So it's like I'm. I don't. Everybody's all pissed about it, and it's like, don't be pissed. Be happy that this younger generation is getting introduced to Ozzy through somebody who respects where music came from. Like post Malone respects. Uh, people are hating. I don't on know post how Malone I feel about this. post Malone in general. But I like. You know what? I. I seen him before I heard him, and I hated him immediately. And then I heard a song. You expect him to be a mumble rapper, right? I, yeah, exactly. And I heard a couple songs that I liked, and then I found out one was his, and then I found out another one was his. And then I looked into other songs, and I was like, this, this fucking kid, he's got talent. I like what he's doing. I can't stand the way he looks. I, I'd be fine if he wore I mean, a mask. Undertaker chokeslammed him on stage, so or tombstoned him, one of the two. I don't even remember that, but I, I believe it. And I think I hated we him at that on point. It. I yeah, know. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I hated him when that happened because I never heard his music. And I'll, I'll admit it. That's me. That's old man yells at hey, cloud. Hey, and everybody's complaining about that this week. But uh, today, a single dropped, and it's Fall Out Boy featuring Wyclef Jean. So just wait till all that starts making the rounds. <laughs> <laughs> old Clef, man. Wyclef Jean's going to be huge. going to be huge. Like Donald Trump's hands. Huge. Uh-huh. Well, Tracy, I think it's damn near 9.15 because we are recording live and we can actually say what time it is. And it's time for the ins and outs of wrestling. Yes, indeed it is. And WWE has announced Elias is injured and out of the King of the Ring tournament. Which so even if you're listening to this live, you already fucking know that. Right. Why'd we, even, why'd we put this on here, Pacey? I don't know. Oh, things because happen. it does affect things coming up in the future. Right. That's why. Okay. <laughs> 
Sources indicate that the injury to Elias's ankle and the decision was made Thursday afternoon to not let him perform. Shane McMahon took his place in the tournament, but Chad Gable ended up advancing to the finals despite having to face Shane in a lopsided two-out-of-three falls match, though Gable picked up both falls. Which is a better match than a lopsided two-out-of-two titty match. Yes. Which is just weird. (laughs) I've been to them. It happened when my neighbor came I almost wonder if Mr. Gables is going to be our new king of the ring. I'm hoping it is because you picked Corbin. I mean, my guy's out. Yeah. You picked Corbin, so. Yeah, Corbin could still do it, too. Oh, man. I don't want him to. I think that's going to be a fun match, though. Corbin versus Gable, that'll be fun. Could be good. I like Gable. I uh, Corbin, Corbin just seems to. He's, I've always he's liked Bray Corbin. Wyatt. He's just he he wants to. I'm not going to say he wants to. He's perpetually on the edge, but he he's Triple H. He's one of those guys who will never. I, I I'm going to say it now. I'm going to I'm going to call it. He'll never go over the edge. He's always going to be up to the edge and not quite make it. And there's been tons of uh, pro wrestlers in the past who have done quite well for themselves, not ever quite getting over the edge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think Corbin ever will at this point. It'd be cool if he did, but I'm not behind him. Also, Drew McIntyre uh, was uh, reportedly set to go further on in the tournament, potentially even win it. I'm not 100% sure, but he also had to be removed due to injury. And he's also another one that even though I actually really and he'll love never Drew, he'll never get the push he deserves because <clears throat> no. he's so injury prone. He's just uh yeah. It's it's sad. But what else is sad? Well it isn't sad actually I think it's awesome. I think it's great. WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle is now actually working full-time as a producer for the company, Pasty, according to PW Insider. Angle is working behind... It's sad that we're not going to get to see him wrestle anymore, except for maybe one or two. No, Kurt Angle and WWE wrestling is bad. Angle is working behind the scenes for the Raw brand and played a big role backstage for this week's TV shows at Madison Square Garden. Angle, who lost his farewell match to the aforementioned Baron Corbin at WrestleMania 35 earlier this year has apparently spent the past few months shadowing other producers backstage to learn the role. As if his lifetime <laughs> of being a wrestler didn't give well, him somewhat of the experience. Producing and being an in-ring performer couldn't be, I don't think, couldn't be any farther. Yeah, if you think band. you spent enough time with your producer, you kind of understand what goes into it. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it should be good. Let's say this, Bruce Bruce Pritchard is one of the best producers ever. I don't want to see him in the ring. Angle and Heyman's brains together could probably <clears throat> come up with some good shit. Either that or a hell of a delicacy over in uh, Taiwan. <laughs> That's racist. Edit that one out, Pasty. <clears throat> do it, we're live. Damn it! <laughs> <clears throat> Major League Wrestling confirmed Friday that Septimo Dragon. Did I say that right? Septimo Dragon. Uh, Septimo, yeah. You said it right. Just emphasize it. It's like a septum piercing. Septimo. He breathes fire from his nose. Through the little hole in between his his septum. Uh From the piercing. (laughs) Has signed a multi-year deal with the company and will be making his MLW Fusion debut this month. Septimo Dragon has been called one of 2019's breakout luchadors in Mexico. 
He's wrestled in several top Mexican organizations like The Crash. And um, he is the seventh dragon in the line of very famous um, Hispanic wrestling quote-unquote dragons, which is, uh, of course, Septimo. Name them all. Let's go. Well, there's there's, uh, Uno Dragon. (laughs) Then there's Dos Dragon. Uh, Cuatro Dragon, Cinco Dragon, Trace Dragon. Okay. Don't don't ask, don't ask. It's a it's a big thing. You don't even want to you don't even want to open that can of worms. It's not worth it. It's just yeah. I mean, basically, just there, there's seven of them. There's seven. Too bad there are probably not all wrestling currently. I would assume. No, obviously not. And of course, we all know uh, Ultimo Dragon. You know, obviously, he's probably the biggest of the the dragons. Yes. Uh, somebody who's not a dragon and isn't the seventh is former Impact Wrestling announcer Mackenzie Mitchell, who revealed on Twitter Wednesday that she's signed with the WWE. As of right now, Pasty, there is no word on what Mitchell will be doing. I don't know what the fuck Mitchell's doing because he said he was coming home about 15, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Didn't happen. Um, so we don't know. We don't even know if she will start out at NXT or not, but her tweet mentioned being an on-air host. Former Impact president Dixie Carter hired Mitchell in May 2016 to work as a backstage interviewer and to help with photo shoots for the knockouts. She left the company in January of this year and has recently worked for Fox Sports West in Los Angeles. It's going to be interesting, Pasty, to see if Mitchell calls matches, which she never did for Impact. I do, too. Um, She was praised, though, for calling some indie wrestling matches early this year, including shows for Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore. So she's done some match calling, but never any big time for any major television Uh, associations. I don't know, man. It sounds like they're getting ready to go down, back down to two men teams for Raw and SmackDown with Michael Cole going to SmackDown hope. to head up that team. Um, and Renee Young is supposedly set to not be announcing anymore and doing the uh, ESPN, or no, is it ESPN? Their, their studio show weekly thing. Fox Sports 1. There you go. That makes That's a lot bad. more sense. For as much people, For as much shit as... Male wrestlers who have never touched a woman, or male wrestling fans who have never touched a woman, give Renee Young. She's a hell of an announcer and better than pretty much everybody on the team other than Cole, Ronaldo, and Graves, I would say. That's me personally. Yeah, I mean, she's not as horrible as people give her credit for. I'll, I'll say that much. She's not the best. She does no. tend to just yell noises at the match and not calling the match. But that, I guess that's not her job. And on a three-person announced team, you, she probably doesn't need to be calling it spot by spot. Well, yeah, and like you said, that's not her job. I wouldn't want Renee but being the play-by-play. I liked that's her on Talking Smack. I love her backstage color. in WWE. And if she does the Fox Sports 1 studio show, I think that oh, would she'll be really be good for her. She knows how to command attention, and she knows she just seems comfortable she seems real she seems like a friend you know what i mean she never seems like she's on well except for i I will say when she's when she's commentating sometimes she feels like she's on but 
I could almost say that for everybody. Michael Cole always feels like he's on. Mm. <laughs> you know? Uh, Morrow always feels like he's never on. <laughs> he's Is just, it, he, isn't it hard to believe that Michael Cole has only been lead announcer for Raw for 10 years? Is it hard to believe that Michael Cole has been with Raw since 1994? Yeah. Or WWE, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, what, 20... Man's going on 20 years. And Over I've said it before, years. and I'll say it again here now. He is my favorite announcer. He's one of the best. You can mm-hmm. you can be sick of him, and that's understandable. You can dislike his style, and that's understandable. But he's one of the best. And I would dare say, if you took Vince McMahon out of his ear, you'd pro- more people would start liking him. Mm-hmm. But well, he I does can't wait until he retires and starts a podcast. I'll listen to that shit every week. I think I would. Cause I, as long as he doesn't suck Vince's dick. You know? In my ear with Michael Cole. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That's that should be the title of a book at least. The voices in my head. <laughs> oh, pasty talking about voices. It's a biography in my head. of Mike, Michael Cole written by Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, there's been some uh, some crazy shit happening over in the Orient, buddy. That's right. Hellboy made his pro wrestling debut in all Japan, teaming with Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto. Against the team of Takata Om- Omori <laughs> and Black Omori. Menso. Black Menso Ray. This is intense right here. Black <laughs> Menso Ray and Hotoku Omori. Aren't you glad we did this on the live yes. show, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> and we put the video on our Facebook page, folks. It's there. Yes, it's. I, I also put a video on our Facebook page of Orange Cassidy taking on Joey Janela in a very. Wonderful, fun time. You should check it out, too. It's there. They're both worth watching, but in this case, the novelty value. If you got 15 minutes to kill, it exists in a world where star ratings don't apply. But as Hellboy coming out to Motley Crue's kickstart my heart, so has that going for it. Yeah. That's cool. This is all an attempt to garner publicity for the new movie, and Hellboy got the win for his team with a clothesline from Hellboy. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, and thankfully, I mean, we never, ever, ever. Well, do we have anything to say? Is on it that? the actor who played Hellboy? Fuck no, you know it's not. <laughs> you gotta love Japan because they can have all these people because they don't have the copyright laws. Mm-hmm. They got Leatherface and they got Jason and they got Pikachu and Team that Rocket. That should be a five-year got, plan for um... beef sticks. We should move to Japan just so we can. <laughs> We should. I was showing. I was showing some people at work who don't watch any wrestling, let alone Japanese wrestling. A match that was an intergender match. Uh, it was a man and woman tag teaming against another man and woman, and uh, the one team was losing. And dun dun dun! Out comes Ronald fucking McDonald. He runs out to the ring. It's on our our, our Facebook page, folks. It's down a ways, but you can go check it out. Ronald McDonald comes out to the ring. They put the wrestler up in the air. What does Ronald McDonald do? He goes and bites the crotch of the one guy. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> and then, then the other guy's in the corner. He gets fucking kicked around. Ronald McDonald comes up, and the the female of the other team decides to distract him. She shows him her, her tits. What does Ronald do? Fucking spin kicks her. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> You gotta love some of this Asian wrestling, man. Oh yeah, and not not Asian wrestling, but Asian wrestling inspired. There's always on on 
Facebook on Beefstick's page. There's the uh, the Invisible Man versus the Invisible Stand match, oh, which I got yeah. around to watching, and it was a delightful match. It is so good. It is it is that he's, referee. He's a great ref. Probably Holy going shit. to go down as one of the greatest in history. <laughs> yeah, folks, you need to watch that one if you haven't seen that one either. That's that's there. Just go to our videos section and look at all our videos. We don't post anything that ain't worth it. And God bless the crowd. I mean, you couldn't have a match like that if the crowd wasn't willing to play along. And they were into it. it. So much. <laughs> and you could you can almost see the other wrestler. Like you know what's going on. Right, yep. <laughs> That's he's a hell of a mime, truly. Yeah. I don't know if he really is the mime. I would assume he, he had to have some mime training because he's just amazing. <laughs> but um the, the good thing is, Pasty, we only have one injury report to have here. It's kind of a major one. But other than I guess we talked about or not Corbin, we talked about um Oh boy, being out of King of the Ring. Yeah. Elias, sorry. Another one who I just don't think will ever quite break out. But again, that's fine. Brian Nobbs, folks. Remember Brian Nobbs? Well, he needs our help. Does a he? GoFund- he does. A GoFundMe has been created for Nobbs who needs a total knee replacement. His whole fucking knee. Nobbs was a featured player in the WCW and WWE. 90s, teaming with Jerry Sags as the Nasty Boys. Nasty. For a little note here, um, I think my second ever live wrestling show I went to, when I was going to get like a hot dog or something, um, Brian Nobbs was walking down the aisle, probably going to get a hot dog or something. I don't know. And I was like, oh my God. I think I called him Nasty Boy. I think I was young enough. I wasn't really like saying their names. and sh- I wasn't a smart mark yet. And I seen him and talked to him and all that, and he came up and he gave me Pity City, which if you folks listening don't remember the Nasty Boys, he'd take the person's face and shove it in his stanky-ass armpit. Yeah. And it stank. It really it is form of a stink face. Yeah. And uh, I, that's one of the one of the th- my wrestling memories that's just always And then he charged me. you $10 for the, for the honor. 25 25 <laughs> But old, uh, old Virgil was over there charging yeah, Back then, that was a lot of your- fucking money. Hey, Virgil was over there charging 17 to put your face in his crotch, so I considered myself lucky. Uh, yeah, but anyway. Are you sure it wasn't right. his face in your crotch? It was either or. <laughs> <laughs> he, let, he let you decide. <laughs> Brian Nobbs is a former three-time WCW Tag Team Champion, one-time WWF Tag Team Champion, and three-time WCW Hardcore Champion. Now, the goal for the GoFundMe is currently set at $10,000. And, folks, you can go donate and find out more information at GoFundMe.com. Just search Brian Nobbs. Otherwise, we do have a link on our Facebook page as well, Facebook.com forward slash Beefsticks Podcast. Yes, yes. We couldn't have one set of picks without having a second set of picks, could we? Pick, pick, y'all. That's right. So now we're moving into our picks for Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor. Which is not coming up this weekend, but wait, is it? Well, it's coming up a week from, it's Friday today as we're recording this live. It's coming up a week from Friday, so we, right now we don't know how, <laughs> sorry folks, we don't know how our we'll recording schedule is going to We'll be counter-programming this pay-per-view. So, <laughs> so basically, by the time you hear our next show, it probably will already be over, is what we're saying. So, we might as well predict it now. And that's the end of my story. It sounded like I had more to say, but that was it. <laughs> we might as well predict it now. All right. So let's get right into it. 
Definitely. The first one, Pasty, is a bar room brawl. It has the uh, the new form team of the Bouncer, or newish form team of the Bouncers, taking on the last real man, Silas Young, and Vinny Marseglia. Marse- Marse- Whatever happened to the, the dude that Silas used to tag with? Beer City Bruiser. Yeah, Beer City Bruiser. Why aren't they tagging? You can't just always tag with the same people. Look at uh, look at Mark I just, and Jay I don't Briscoe. think I've heard of Beer City Bruiser since the the Jericho cruise. Did he get lost at sea? He got drunk. He got lost. <laughs> that's coming up here. Um, that's a that's going to be an AEW event here at the beginning of next year. Yeah, that's an official AEW pay per view coming up, or yes, whatever, or event I should say, because it's a multi day event. It's a thing. I. Uh, don't know much about the bouncers, so I'm going to go with Silas Young and Vinny Marseglia. Yeah, Marseglia. You said it right, yes. and then just like, oh, I know, oh. I added more onto it because I wanted to. I like you, buddy. I- I'm going the same. I think the bouncers are young enough, and ROH is a place where people earn their spot. And I think Silas and Marseglia are going to teach the bouncers a lesson, even though when you look at it on paper, Barroom brawl, bouncers. Do you think they're going to win it? But I, I can imagine both Silas and Vinny have uh, been in their share of barroom brawls before outside of the pro wrestling world. Yeah, I would not <clears> doubt <throat> that. Um, next, we got an interesting one. Jay Lethal takes on Jonathan Gresham. This, uh, this will be a good one. I think it should be. Gresham is just. He's, he's, he's one of those people, I think he's going to be a big name in NXT WWE in a short time. I'd say maybe three, two years. Mm. I think he has it. I think he does. You don't think he'll be a staple for Ring of Honor for decades to come? I would love him to, but you just you never know right now. This, uh, As we said, the, the pro wrestling landscape is so wonky right now. Thankfully, it's a, it's a wrestler's market. Yeah. They've got so many options. Do I want to stay in Ring of Honor and and just be a, a homeboy? You know, I don't mean like a homeboy, but like, you know, like an original, like a, you know, or do I want to move on to AEW and be a little different? Do I want to go to WWE and have security? Do I want to go to Impact because they're owning everything? Do I want to go to New Japan and have more art in my thing? It's The sky's the fucking limit. It is. More wrestlers should just sign year-long contracts. You know what it I mean? May get to, it may get to be that way. Or it may get to be the exact opposite with so much competition that all wrestling companies will only They'll offer hire you. you instead of an independent contracting you, and then you're stuck. Oh, that'd be awesome, though. It would be. Yeah. And that that is also coming to a head in California as we speak, that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that lobbying moved into motion. We'll have more info on that for you guys next week. First, they got rid of water bottles. Then they got rid of independent contractors. <laughs> hand in hand. We knew it was coming. Yep. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to go. Wait. You're picking on this one. I can pick. I, I. It's hard to go against the boy, even though I have nothing but positive things to say about Gresham. Uh, and I think Jay Lethal could easily uh, pass the torch down to this feller don't want to sound racist that way. It's not because he's black, but I'm going with uh, Jay Lethal. Yeah. How, how do you not? I mean, he's, he, it's hard to not. 
I think I think Lethal's been kind of you know he's been such a big thing for Ring of Honor for so long, and and, and just wrestling in general. He's been there for quite some time. I think Lethal is on that giving it back and passing the torch phase of his life, and I'm going with Russia. The dogs don't like that. I I see they're they're picking Lethal, buddy. They they know they know a, a hell of a hand when they see one. <laughs> what would be great is if whoever may or may not be here just took all the dogs and put them in a room. That would be great. Uh, moving on. We're going into the first round final battle number one contender tournament pasty. Yes, Marty Skrull takes on Colt Cabana. And I gotta say Skrull's gonna take this one. Pasty, I think I'm on a streak of picking Skrull or 15 times in a row and never going against him. <laughs> and I think I could break it this 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 week. But oh, I think yeah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> and I'm gonna go Marty's curl. <laughs> I like I how he's been girl. making his own YouTube videos lately. He must really yeah, miss yeah, the other elite villain, guys. Villain Enterprise. I, I, I haven't watched it, but I've seen that he has, uh, I think, three episodes of Villain Enterprises. Is that just what it's called? Or is it yeah. I think it's just called Villain Enterprises. Yeah. He hired Flip Gordon because they needed a new employee, and then he fired him because they didn't like the way he cut steak. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's an important thing. It is. You got to cut on the bias against the grain. <laughs> steak yeah. aficionados will know what we're talking about. This is mm. beefsteaks here, folks. If you don't know that, get the fuck out of here right now. No, all all that show says to me, though, is he's, he's missing his buddies a lot. I'm sure he is. Um, but Skrull wait so if this is a is okay so this could get real interesting because in the next well I got Skrull as well and in the next match it's the other first round final battle number one contender tournament PCO takes on Kenny King PCO of Villain Enterprises Yeah. yeah I can see PCO to win it Crazy Frankenstein motherfucker. <laughs> if he could if he could if he could just jump out the correct side of the ring, right. he'd have a chance. Man, if it comes down to him, that would be a great way for him to get out of the company though. If it came down to Skrull and PCO and PCO went full on Frankenstein on him and just didn't stop. Right? Mm-hmm. That's good television right there. So yeah. I think you know who we're both going with probably. Well, Kenny you know, King. I'm I'm such a huge Kenny King fan, but I have just come to accept that for whatever reason, he's never going to get pushed in any company he's in. I don't know why. Didn't he just get one over on Lethal though? Well, like getting one over on Lethal and and growing and you know he got one over on Lethal and now he's losing to PCO in the yeah, first Lethal round. Yeah, Lethal and PCO are two very different beings to contend yeah. with. So it's like, um, yeah, I'm going PCO too. This this guy, for being a you know 75 year old fucking Canadian who, who can only see out of one fucking eye, and that's before he busted it. Um, you got to watch the resurrection of PCO videos they got on YouTube. They're so ridiculous. I love it. I'm gonna watch that shit. I'm gonna watch it. How old is this fucker? 
He's oh. he's not young. Um. Oh shit! Put in PCO and you get polycystic ovary syndrome. <laughs> That's not what I expected to get. Let's go wrestler after he that. Needs to, he needs to get different. more famous, and then that can Actually, change. You want to know what's even crazier than that, Pasty? Huh? Is I'm pretty sure I said that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that term in my life, and I think I read it correctly. Polycystic ovary syndrome. Wow. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of you. 51, which is actually slightly younger than I thought, but still, for somebody who's doing the type of wrestling he's yeah, doing, yeah. with the type of performers he's doing it with holy shit and honestly if you if you watch some of the like the pre stuff like he he talks about how he was always typecast in roles that he didn't enjoy and appreciate and he finally learned about frankenstein which he had never read or seen the movie or anything and he decided that that was going to be his gimmick and it's for him in his own heart and his own mind is the best thing he's ever done so he's gonna run 110 thousand percent with it I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think he cares if he dies with this gimmick because it's something he enjoys doing. Yeah, I you know, he was he was the goof, you know, I don't know if you want to say goofy, but he was part of the Quebecers in yeah. the early 90s WWF which was, you know, was and goofy. then and then he went to WCW in the mid 90s and he was part of the Amazing French Canadians, which <laughs> is hugely different than the Quebecers. <laughs> mm. Yeah. With, with, of course, the exact same two guys. It was Jacques Rougeau, who went on to become the Mountie, if you remember that, in WWE. <laughs> he had the little zap stick and shit. Um, and, of course, Pierre-Carl Ouellet. I imagine Kenny Omega would get sandbagged with some kind of a gimmick like that if he signed with WWE. Oh, I could easily see that. <laughs> I could I could easily see that. Okay, what do we got next, Pastor? It's the Women of Honor World Championship. Kelly Klein defends her championship against Angelina Love. And let's face it, Love's not winning. I don't think so. I, lo- I mean, she's great. She's awesome. Um, she was probably, I hate to say it, of the beautiful people, she was probably my number three, but the beautiful people was one of the best of mm-hmm. uh, uh, stables of women ever. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. Were, Hands they were, down. And they were strong and powerful, but still had their sexuality. But it seemed like they owned their sexuality. It didn't seem like it was being used against them. It seemed like they were using it. Um. So she's amazing. She is a pioneer for, for what became the women's revolution. But, yeah. I think not only does Klein win it, I think she deserves it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Angelina Love doesn't need to be winning matches at this point in her career. No, she needs to be building stars. I mean, Which, by the way, um, China did. Holy shit. How come more people aren't talking about that? (laughs) Did you hear about that? What? China built an artificial star that was ten times hotter than the sun. Really? That's fucking amazing! Are they going to put it in their Huawei cell phones? Maybe. <laughs> but it's still fucking amazing! That is pretty crazy. It's going to be real great when somebody opens up a fucking black hole on Earth, though. I, it's going to be fucking amazing! <laughs> I'll be the first to jump in that shit, Pasty. No, None of us will even know what happened. It'll just be... 
and existence will be blinked out. Black hole sun. Won't Although you come? I always have subscribed to the theory that black holes have to lead somewhere else. You're of the theory that black holes are wormholes and wormholes are black holes? Mm hmm. Okay. Yes. Speaking of black that holes. That pertains to our, our, our scenario here so well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Next up, Pacey, we have the ROH TV Championship match. That's right. It's a three-way. Who will eclipse the other two in this match? Shane Taylor defends his Ring of Honor Television Championship against Flip Gordon and Tracy Williams. I'm not 100% sure who Tracy Williams is, Fat Mac. And why not? <laughs> Um, he's actually, he's a fairly new feller for the most part. He's spent time in Shikara and Evolve. Um, he's, he's kind of a, a young boy in Ring of Honor right now. So he's just, I mean, he, um, I don't think he did the, um, top prospects. I don't think he won the top prospects tournament. In fact, I hate to say this, does Ring of Honor still do the top prospects tournament? I don't know. I haven't I seen it. I don't know either. But uh, also, I know that... Are Shane Taylor and Chuck Taylor related? Not in the least. Um, they don't <laughs> even... One's black and one's white. Have so they ever tagged teams? That. They have not. Oh. Well, they probably have maybe once or twice. Uh, I do know I do know that uh, Tracy Williams was in the survival of the fittest tournament, but he, eliminate, he got eliminated first round by a young gentleman named Jonathan Gershom. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I let's put it this way, Pasty. Whether you know him or not, he's not winning. <laughs> no, he's he's there to take so. the pin. Tracy Williams yeah. is there to take the pin. I, I can almost guarantee you that. Well, if he's a young um, guy, he could be there to look good and not take the pin, too. Actually, here, here we go. Here we go. We got the tiebreaker for this one. I'll let you pick. Tracy Williams, is he there to take the pin or not take the pin? I'll say no. Okay. Tracy Williams. I forgot how to spell Williams for some reason. <laughs> Takes the pin. Pacey's no. So who do you got then? I'm going with Flip. I think Ring of Honor doesn't want to lose Girl and probably doesn't want to lose Flip to AEW, and they're both very eager to get back with their friends. And so they're going to see some wins. I would agree. Um, this has nothing to do with my pick, but I think Shane Taylor would do great in AEW as well, to be honest. Yeah. But um, Shane I mean, Taylor AEW is... could buy out all of Ring of Honor, and I wouldn't complain too much. Or Impact could. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Um, Shane Taylor is just... He's, he, he's on a meteoric rise, I will say, and I see nothing but the best, and I, I see him blasting through the ceiling. He could win, or he could lose this championship and lose this three-way. I would say even not getting pinned, or even getting pinned, and still be a huge star in the future. But I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on this horse on this track, and I'm going Shane Taylor. All right. So what now happens if Impact does buy Ring of Honor? But it's because WWE is playing chess. And then AEW doesn't do so well, and they have to sell to somebody, and they choose to sell to Impact. 
And then Vince is like, yes, sign, sell to Impact. And then Vince buys Impact. And then Vince owns everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, everybody says that the uh, wrestling business is cyclical, and it would just be right back to where it was in 99, two, in 2001, I should say. So I, I, I can't say it wouldn't happen. Can't say I'd even be surprised. <laughs> I could see I it to happen just, just happen. because I think if AEW does hit hard times, I think they'd rather sell to somebody else than WWE. And let's be honest, <clears throat> you know, the, the guy the guy making the decisions is Tony Khan, but the guy who owns the company is, Sh- is Shadid Khan. And Shadid Khan did not get to where he is by not knowing when to pull out of a failing business. No, he so got if for whatever by reason through wrestling matches. Yeah, so so if for whatever reason AEW is losing money and it continues to lose money, I don't see Shadid investing horribly long term in it. Uh, that being said, I don't I, I don't know what their finances look like, but the way things are going, I think at the beginning they're going to be all right. Yeah, I think they'll be fine for a while. It's going to be really interesting seeing how everything pans out in the future, though. Speaking of the future, the future is bright for one of these two teams. In the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match, the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, defend their titles against Lifeblood, Bandito, and Mark Haskins. I gotta go with the boys, my boys, and them boys, the Briscoes. When you're in a Ring of Honor match, and it's tag team, and the Briscoes are involved, it's hard as shit. To bet against them, unless you're like the Young Bucks or something. Even then, it's even then it's at at best a flip of the coin, <laughs> you know. Uh, but Lifeblood has been getting pushes everywhere, including New Japan, as we mentioned. Um, talent going back and forth. Bandito and Mark Haskins have been making a name for themselves. Bandito's been in AEW. <clears throat> making a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, these two guys are worth investing in. And there's no better investment in Ring of Honor for a tag team than taking gold off the Briscoes. So I'm going I'm going lifeblood. I'm just excited to see the match. As with any Briscoes match. This could be the best match of the night. I think it could. I, I definitely think it's got. It's going to be interesting. It's either this match or uh, uh, either this match, the three way, or PCO Kenny King, or or Lethal or Skrull Cabana, or Skrull Cabana, or Bouncers versus Silas, Silas Young and Vinny Marsaglia. Maybe or Kelly, Kelly Klein and Green Love. Yeah. yeah. It, but one match it's not going to be is the ROH World Championship match. Roosh. Trying to wrestle the title away from champion Matt Taven. Yes. I don't like Matt Taven. I'm going to Roosh. I don't like to pick what you pick, so I'm going Taven. I like that. Because <laughs> I'm going to win it. I hear your puppy singing. She's singing to me. I love her beautiful little voice. <laughs> she serenades me to sleep at night. 
And speaking of serenading to sleep at night, Pasty, somebody has to wake up and be to work at 5 in the morning. Yes, yes, sir. So I hope you enjoy your early morning, Pasty. I myself am going to stay up late and get drunk. <laughs> With that being said, we made our tiebreaker for this. Pasty, this has been a good episode. It actually lasted longer than I thought it was going to yes, last. Yes, it did. But still, That's not a bad thing. for the listeners, they get a short one this week. Wow. Well, Pasty's woman is used to getting a short one in the week. Ah. For Beef Sticks Podcast and Cloud Style Broadcasting, I'm Pasty White. Are you? No. But we're live, so I had to do it. <laughs> I'm Fat Mac. Are you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Because we're live and I had to do it. All right. We'll beef you next week.